Look at that. Lots of electronic Bibles today. Look at this. Okay, awesome. How this section over here? Fantastic. If you didn't bring a Bible, why don't you point to the Bible of someone near you? And we're just going to make this proclamation together in faith as we get ready for the Word of God. If you know it by heart, say it with me. If you don't know it, you can read it off the screen. Let's say this together in faith. We're going to say, this is my Bible. It is God's Word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's Word can come in and change my life. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, on behalf of Pastor Charlene and myself, we want to wish all of you a very, very happy Father's Day. We do that knowing that Father's Day can be a bit of a complicated day is that for people who've got a good relationship with their dads, uh, who are close to their dads, you know, Father's Day is obviously a very happy day. But for some of you, if you've maybe lost your dad recently, or you lost a child, or you lost someone who's very dear to you, then Father's Day can be a reminder of some of the pain that you feel during the year. You know, for some people, you know, Father's Day is a very joyous day because they've got a great relationship with their father. In some cases, a painful reminder of what they wish was different in their lives. And it's because fathers and children, the relationship there can be one of the more complicated ones. And that's why today, whatever place you may find yourself in, the message I'm here to share with you is a very simple message, but I believe it's going to be an encouragement to you no matter what stage of life you may be in today. Today, we're starting a brand new series. And very excited to introduce the series to you. Today we're starting on Father's Day, a series that we've entitled, Who's Your Daddy? Turn your neighbor and say, Who's Your Daddy? (laughs) And the reason why we call the series, Who's Your Daddy? Is because this series is all about getting to know your Heavenly Father. See, here's the thing. When you read your Bible from front to back, you're going to find something. Which is that in the Old Testament, when God is described, he's often described in terms of being the creator or being the holy one or the ruler of the nations. But when you get to the New Testament, Jesus comes onto the scene and starts telling us something about God that we might otherwise miss. Is that Jesus says that God is your heavenly father. And he would say, you know, stuff like, you know, be merciful because your heavenly father is merciful. You know, don't worry because your heavenly father knows your needs. Don't worry about tomorrow because he cares for you, your heavenly father. Once when his disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, teacher, how should we pray? You know how Jesus responded? He said the first two words you should use when you pray is our father. It's because for some reason Jesus really wanted people to relate to God as their father. In fact, over 200 times in just the first four gospels alone, Jesus refers to God as your heavenly father. And not only would he refer to him in his words, but he would even make claims like, you know what, if you want to know what your heavenly father is like, all you have to do is look at me, Jesus says. He says, whoever's seen me has seen the father. For some reason, Jesus really wanted for people to know who their daddy is. And why is it so important to know who your Heavenly Father is? Let me just really quickly tell you three reasons why, by telling you a bit of a story. Many years ago, when I first became a Christian, I was about 16 years old, and there was a friend, an older friend in my life, who once was praying for me. And as he's praying for me, he just said to me, JB, for some reason, I just really think that the next step in your relationship with God, the next step in your growth as a follower of Jesus, is to really understand God as your Heavenly Father. 
And I didn't really get it at the time. I was like, what, what do you mean? I, I've, gr- I've gone to church all my life, and you know, I, I grew up singing songs like, Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. I'd, I'd sing all these songs, and, and, and we hear about Heavenly Father, your Father God. But he was like, no, no, it's about understanding God as your Heavenly Father. It's about relating to him as your Father. And for, for, for the first little while, I didn't really understand it. But over the next several years, the more I read the Bible, the more I encountered situations in my life that I couldn't really control the more I realize this is that when you know God as your heavenly father, when you know who your heavenly father is, when you know who is your daddy, it affects you in a few ways. Number one is when you know who your heavenly father is, you become more secure in who you are. Is that, you know, a lot of people, the reason why they, they walk around life not really knowing their purpose, not really understanding their value, not really being secure in who they are. It's because they don't know who their Heavenly Father is. What I found is this, is that the more that I got to know my Heavenly Father, the more confident I actually became. The less fearful and worried I would be, the more hopeful I was about the future. Is that if you're someone here today who struggles with fear, or you struggle with worry, or you struggle with insecurity, then one of the best things you can do this year is to really make it a point to say, I want to get to know my Heavenly Father. I want to say, my Heavenly Father. You have an awesome Heavenly Father. There's a second reason why getting to know your Heavenly Father is so important, is that when you know who your Heavenly Father is, your relationships with other people get healthier as well. If you believe that, say amen. Is that a lot of times the reason why our relationships with others are not healthy is because we have unrealistic expectations of them. We expect them to do something that they can't do for us. The Bible says that God has planted eternity in your heart and my heart. In other words, words, there's a God-sized hole in your heart and my heart that no other person can fill. Not a boyfriend, not a girlfriend, not a husband, not a wife, not a child, not a parent. No other person can fill that hole, only God. And until you know your Heavenly Father, until you allow your Heavenly Father to fill that God-sized void in your heart, you will always feel like something's not right. You always feel like something is missing and you will take that missing feeling and you will start to impose it on your other relationships, hoping that somehow those people can do something for you that they actually can't do. But when you get to know your heavenly father, it fills a void and all of a sudden you can relate to others in a healthy way or a healthier way. You can start to have more reasonable, realistic expectations of other people. You become less of a control freak, less of a nag, less judgmental, more compassionate, easier to forgive because you know your heavenly father. If you believe that, say amen. In fact, fathers in this place, on this Father's Day, I want to let you know is that your greatest role, your most important responsibility as a father in your home is not simply to put food on the table. It's not simply to provide materially for your family. Your most important role, dads, in this place is to give your children an accurate picture of who your heavenly father is. That is your greatest role as a dad, is that you are to reflect your Heavenly Father. And none of us will ever do that perfectly. For as long as we live on this earth, we will never do that perfectly. But my goal as a dad is that with my children, I want to be able to say at the end of my life that I gave them as good a picture of my Heavenly Father, a reflection of Him as I could. And all the dads in this place say, Amen. Amen. That's our role as dads. It's because when you know your Heavenly Father, When you relate to him as that, your relationships with others get healthier. There's a third reason why getting to know your Heavenly Father is so important, is that when you know who your Heavenly Father is, you're able to experience God's love more personally and more intimately. Here's the thing. It's really tough to hear God's voice when you don't believe believe he loves you. 
It's really tough to hear God's voice when you don't believe he wants to talk to you. It's really tough to experience God's presence when you don't believe he wants to be close to you. But the more you understand who your heavenly father is, the more you realize, man, this is a heavenly father who does love me, who does care for me, who counts the number of hairs that are on my head, who's concerned about the details of my life as small as I may be. It's because experiencing God's love in your life begins with having a right belief about who your heavenly father is and what his heart for you is like. And the more you get to know your heavenly father, the more you're able to experience him. Look at Romans 8, 15 with me today. Could you read this in a big, loud voice and help me preach this morning? One, two, three, it says, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. And see, if you're wondering, what does the term Abba mean? Is that like Dancing Queen? Is that like the the disco band from the 70s, Abba? No, see, 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 Paul's not talking about Abba, the disco team, or the disco band. He's talking about a word in Aramaic, which means daddy. See, God wants us to relate to him, not just as a father from afar, but as our close and personal dad. Is that you were made, in other words, to have a close and intimate relationship with your heavenly father. And that's why over the next few weeks, we're doing the series here at Thrive. It's called, Who's Your Daddy? I hope you won't just join us today, but over the next few weeks, if you really want to know your heavenly father better, then make sure you come back next week and come back for the rest of the series because it's all about getting to know who your heavenly father is. And when you do, you're going to find it brings so much benefit into your life and to the lives of those around you. If you believe that, say amen. That's why today I want to begin this whole series. Are you guys excited for Who's Your Daddy? Yeah, there's going to be a really cool series that we do over the next few weeks. And I want to begin this series this morning by talking about a message called The Encouraging Father. The Encouraging Father. I hope you take some good notes this morning. Let's all read 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 to 17. Read with me in a big, loud voice. 1, 2, 3, it says, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. This is one of the most important verses in the Bible about your heavenly father. Read it with me again. Verse 16, it says, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good word and deed. See, in other words, what is it saying? Your heavenly father is an encourager. Everyone say an encourager is that your heavenly father, believe it or not, is someone who loves to encourage you. It means he loves to instill courage so that you can face your fears. He loves to instill faith in you so you can face the situation that's in front of you. Your heavenly father is an encourager. By nature, that is his heart. By nature, that's who he is. Maybe you're here today and you grew up with a dad who was not an encourager. Maybe they didn't say very many pleasant or complimentary things about you. And maybe you always wish they did, but they never kind of did. And instead, they were a lot more critical and judgmental. And everything that they said about you was usually with, you know, an, in a negative kind of way. Or, or maybe, you know, based on you know, what you've seen or read, maybe as a result, when you think about God, you think of God as not necessarily encouraging, maybe much the opposite. Maybe you see God as nothing more than this very mean-spirited, critical, distant kind kind of judge who's just there to point at all the ways that you've failed and, 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 and punish you for all the mistakes that you've made. You know, someone maybe that you would, you, you would associate with, you know, being that kind of father, someone like Darth Vader. 
You guys know Darth Vader from Star Wars? You know, could you imagine if your Heavenly Father was like Darth Vader? See, you know, you, you know your Heavenly Father is there and you can sense his presence when you hear the music. Dun, 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 dun. And then, and then it's not just, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is, oh, you know he's coming when you hear his breathing. He's like, and that's not snoring, that's just him breathing. Look, I am your heavenly father. Can you, could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? And, and, and whenever you fail, whenever you mess up, he gets upset and he takes out his big lightsaber. What? You failed again? And he gets, you know, he gets, he gets really mad. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. This is for not getting an A, instead getting a B. This is for not getting into medical school. This is for being not as good as your sister. This is for just being so but ugly. And, and, you know, and every time you make a mistake, in every way you mess up, you feel that like God is like that. And you're just, don't judge me. I'm scared of you. How, 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 do you. how would you feel if you had a Heavenly Father like that? Praise God. If you think that you have a Heavenly Father who's like Darth Vader, guess what? You're looking at the wrong picture. Turn to everybody and say, you're looking at the wrong picture. Because the fact is this, your heavenly father is an encourager. In fact, read verses 16 and 17 with me a third time. And let me just point something out to you. It says, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our father who loved us. Stop right there. God is God who loves you. In fact, he loved you before you even knew about him. He loved you before you even thought about him. He loved you long before you ever gave any thought to who he is. God loves you. Turn neighbor and say, God loves you. Your heavenly father loves you, and by his grace, everyone say grace. What is grace? Grace is good things that we don't deserve. That's why we sing songs like, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It's because grace is about what we, you know, what, us giving, receiving good gifts that we didn't deserve. That is God's grace. God is a God of grace. Your heavenly father is a God of grace. If you believe that, say amen. And not just that, not only did he love you, not only is he a God of grace, but he's also an eternal encourager. He always lives lives to encourage you. Not just for a moment, not just for a season, but eternally, forever, he's there to be your encourager. Eternally, forever, he's there to get your back. Eternally, forever, he's on the sidelines cheering you on. Eternally, forever, he's there to encourage you. If you believe that, say amen. And he's a God of hope so that you can look into tomorrow and say the best is yet to come. So that you can look into whatever situation you're facing and say, because of Jesus, I have hope. That is your heavenly father. If you believe that, say amen. That's who he is. And that's what great encouragers do. To encourage someone means to instill hope in someone. To encourage someone means to instill confidence in that person so that they can courageously face whatever it is that they're facing. It literally means to put courage in another, and that is what God does. God is not just an encourager. He's the greatest encourager. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is the greatest encourager. Amen. And so I just want to end this morning by sharing with you two ways that your Heavenly Father encourages you. And I'm going to encourage you to take some good notes as we go into this. Number one, your Heavenly Father loves to encourage you with his presence. You know, maybe you didn't grow up with a dad who liked to spend time with you or made that a priority. 
Maybe it was a very distant relationship where you guys didn't get there close. Maybe it was a relationship where they're in another country most of the time, and you see them maybe just once or twice a year, or you just talk to them you know, on the phone, and that's pretty much the extent of your relationship. I want to tell you today, God loves to encourage you with his presence. He is our ever-present help in trouble. He is always there. You know, fathers, the best gift I can tell you to give to your kids is the gift of your presence is that when you go out of your way to be there for those important events in your kids' lives, you're there for that recital. You're there for that graduation. You're there for that concert. It means so much to your kids, more than their words can describe. It's because people love it when you are there for them, and that's especially when it comes to fathers. If you believe that, say amen. This past month, month and a half, my son Bradley, he's had a lot of different special events. He's had a piano exam. He's had kindergarten graduation. He's had hip-hop class finale performance. He's had a Father's Day celebration at school. He's had an Earth Day presentation. Uh, and, and, and I've tried to be there for every single one of them because I just love that moment where, you know, my wife and I were sitting, you know, often in the front row, and he's there. And, 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 and the moment he sees us, it's all of a sudden there's this confidence on his face. Is because somehow you don't have to say a word, but just your presence alone, dads, brings confidence and encouragement to your kids. If you believe that, say amen. And that's your heavenly father as well. And, you know, it's the thing, not just special occasions, but every day your heavenly father is there. You know, I remember even just a couple days ago, I'm getting ready for this message in my office and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading about how God is always there for his kids, and, 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 and he's ever-present. His presence is so encouraging. And, and I was like, you know what? We, we already had the day planned out. Bradley didn't have school in the morning, so he had, we had a whole uh, agenda for him where he was going to eat breakfast. He was going to have his game time. He was going to then uh, do uh, some piano practicing. He was going to do his math homework. He's going to learn some Mandarin. And then we said, okay, after that, if you've done all that, then you can play. And, and we thought, okay, probably about 11 o'clock or so, he'll, he'll probably be playing. So, you know, what I, what I did was, you know, I, I, I was reading about how God, he's ever-present. And he, he, and he loves to encourage his kids with his presence. I was like, you know, rather than just preach this, I think I'm going to practice this. And so, you know what I did? I was supposed to pick him up at 12.15 to take him to the afternoon class. I decided I'm going to kind of switch around my schedule, and I'm going to get there at 11.15. I'm going to get there one hour early, just one hour early. And, you know, when I found him, uh, you know, upstairs, he was playing. He said he did everything he did already. And, you know what? I saw him, and he he looked like this. He looked like this. Uh, he had a, a robot suit on. Uh, he, he, he'd made the robot suit out of cardboard. And, um, and here's another picture of him. Uh, and uh, one more, I think we've got one more. Do you have one more picture? Yeah, yeah and that, that's him as well. And, 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 and I decided, you know what, for the next hour, we're just going to play. We're gonna I was, and I, I, I remember I went up to him. And I, he, I, he, his back was behind, like, I, I was like kind of behind him. He didn't see me. I saw him, you know, you know, doing the robot moves. And I was like, hey, Bradley, can I play robot with you? And he's like, okay. And then for the next hour, we just started to play robot together. And it was just an amazing time. We're just a normal, everyday situation where you could tell that my presence in his life made a difference. If you believe that, say amen. And see, just as I love spending time with my son Bradley, even more, your Heavenly Father loves to spend time with you. Not just on special occasions, not just in big moments, but in those ordinary, simple, small moments of your life. He loves to be there to encourage you with his presence. And how do I know that? It's because he sent Jesus Christ to die for you so that you could spend eternity with him. 
not just big moments, but every single moment of your life. The Bible says that when we had no way to get into the presence of God, when every single one of us had failed and missed his expectations, when all of us had fallen short of his standards, God didn't say, forget it, I don't want anything to do with you. Instead, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to pay for all of our sins so that we could be reconciled to our Heavenly Father, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a relationship with him. And three days later, Jesus not only died, but he rose again to show Show that you can trust what Jesus says, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And when we place our trust in Jesus, not only does he forgive us of our sins, but he says one more thing, is I'm going to have my life and my spirit in you. And you will now enjoy my presence, not just for a moment, but for eternity. Look at, Revel- look at Revelation 3, verse 20 together with me. Revelation 3, 20 says, read with me loud voice, one, two, three, it says, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. I with him and he with me. That's what Jesus came to do, is so that you could enjoy his presence. Experiencing God and his presence, experiencing your heavenly father's encouraging presence, it all begins with a relationship with Jesus. You know, he did one more thing, is that when God said, I'm going to send my son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for sins, God did one more thing. He said, when you receive Jesus into your life, not only are you going to be forgiven your sins, but I'm going to put my spirit in you. So that now the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of encouragement, the spirit of courage, you have now courage personified living on the inside of you. That's how God encourages with his presence is that he doesn't wait for us to go to him. He came to us. That's how amazing of a heavenly father we have. If you believe that, give God, our heavenly father, a big hand, a big shout in this place because that's how he loves you and me. Come on, give your heavenly father a big shout in this place together. Amen. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. What does it say? Read with me a loud voice. One, two, three, it says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You know, I've done some very scary things in my lifetime. Uh, you know, one of the scariest things I've ever done was cliff diving. Have you done cliff diving before? Where, where you go on a high cliff and you go, whoosh, whoosh. It wasn't my choice, but, you know, it was one of my, fr- my friend wanted to do it. I was like, okay, I'll just do it too. And we did it together. Uh, that was kind of scary. Uh, I've eaten a glob of wasabi about this big, and that was a little scary. Uh, you know, I've gone to foreign countries, and I lived in a foreign country for four years where I didn't speak the language. That was a little bit scary. But can I tell you what is the scariest thing probably that I've ever done? The scariest thing I've ever done, more than cliff diving, more than eating a glob of wasabi, more than moving to a foreign country, probably the scariest thing that I've ever done is to try to plant a church. I think it's the scariest thing I've ever done. And especially when you consider the circumstances. You know, when I was 18 years old, God put a dream in my heart to see an awesome church rise up in the city of Vancouver. And, you know, for years and years, that dream was in my heart. And then we eventually moved to Taiwan, my wife and I. We, we, we got connected with an amazing church community there. And they eventually decided to send us back to Vancouver, commission us to start a branch church in Vancouver, which eventually became Thrive Church. But see, before we had all this, you know, we were just two people and the Holy Spirit. And it was scary. We didn't have a team. We were disconnected from most of the people that we knew in Vancouver. We were pretty much, it felt like we were on our own. And I remember, you know, sometimes we'd be having these small group meetings and thinking to ourselves, what are we doing 
is this going to work? What if we fail? And, and all these different fears that came into my heart and my mind when we talked about what, what is this church going to look like? Is this ever going to take off? And, um, you know, I, I'd be talking to Charmaine, are, are you sure we can do this? You know, and she's like, you know, I think we can do it. And, 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 you know, and every time, every time I'd pray to God with my fears, bringing them to him, he would always point me back to a very important verse in Matthew 28. And it's not on the screen. But Matthew 28, Jesus is talking. And he says this. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything I've commanded you. See, that's the Great Commission. But see, if you look at the Great Commission carefully, it's, and the Great Commission is our mission as a church. We're here to make disciples. We're here to baptize people. We're here to teach God's word. We're here to, to usher God's kingdom in our city. But, but here's the thing. If you see the Great Commission, if you look at it carefully, you're going to find that the Great Commission that Jesus gives his church is sandwiched between two amazing promises. The first promise is, Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. All authority in heaven and earth is in my hand. That's the first promise. And the second promise, at the back end, he says, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And see, when you combine those two promises together, that means that for every person who's trying to do something in faith, every person who's trying to you know, make disciples and try to build churches, you know, th- there's a promise for us, which is this. If the one who has all authority in heaven and earth is with you to the very end of the age, then what do you have to fear? Amen. And it was on that base, on the basis of those promises, on the basis of the promise of God's presence, that we moved ahead, and we started move, like you know, we started had a, had, a, had a, we started as a, a little small group in my parents' basement, and eventually we had all these high schoolers coming in. We're drinking bubble tea every single day, we're, you know, and we're, we're, we're you know we're talking about you know grades and and what universities you're going to go to and what, what what like your parent parent issues, dating issues, all that stuff. And, and eventually, as 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 the as, the, as the, this little church, you know, of, of like five, 10, 15 people started to grow, we started to see God do some amazing things. If we say Amen, but it was we couldn't do it without God's encouraging presence. And see, it's because God loves to encourage you with his presence. He says, surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So you don't have to be afraid. Look at Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10 with me right now. What does it say? It says, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. See, maybe you're here today. And you are going through a difficult season because someone important in your life left you a lot earlier than you'd hoped. Maybe it's your parent. Maybe it's a dad. Maybe it's a mom. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's someone else who's very, very important to you who's not here with you anymore. Maybe because of circumstances beyond your control, you can't be together with that person that you love right now. But can I tell you this? Praise God. Because you have a heavenly father who will never leave you or forsake you. The mountains of your life may be shaken. The most important people of your life may be removed. But you have a heavenly father who will never be shaken. You have a heavenly father who will never be removed from you. He is always with you. He is a father to the fatherless. He's your heavenly father. Come on, give your Heavenly Father a big hand, a big shout in this place, because he will never leave you and never forsake you. 
And when you know you've got a heavenly father who will never leave you or forsake you, who, who you have, whose encouraging presence is always with you, then you can go through a scary, difficult situation or a scary, difficult season and you don't have to be afraid. When you have your heavenly father with you, you can face tomorrow with courage. You can face today with hope. As one of my favorite pastors in the States called Rick Warren says, we lose our fear when God is near. Amen? Amen? You know, there was a few weeks ago, there was uh, a girl who came up to me um, you know, after the service, and she doesn't normally come to church, but then she started coming to Thrive, and, and she, she was so touched by our services, and, and, she, and she was like, you know, there's something so encouraging here, she said, and, and, I, and, she, and she's like, I don't know what that is, I, I don't really go to church, but what is that, you know, and I was like, you know, it's the presence of God, there's something so encouraging about being in the presence of God, Amen. Not just on your own, but with God's people, with your church family. The next week she came back and she raised her hand to receive Jesus Christ into her life. And when I asked her, how was that experience like for her? She's like, you know what? It is so encouraging. It's because there's nothing like the encouraging presence of your Heavenly Father. And that's why it's a clue for us, is if you're here today and you don't normally go to church, maybe this is your first time in church, if you want to experience more of God's encouraging presence, then come to church. Amen. Make Sunday morning a special time where you can get into the encouraging presence of our God. Look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 together. One, two, three, it says, For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. God's encouraging presence. The first way that God encourages you, the first way your Heavenly Father encourages you is with his presence. There's a second way. We're going to end with this this morning. Your Heavenly Father loves to encourage you with his words. You're speaking of fathers encouraging children. I want you to take a look at a video. It's one of my favorite videos. And I, I've shown it a couple times at Father's Days here at Thrive already. And every time I see it, it gets me. Because for me, it's, just, it's just very real. Um, and uh, I, I want to take a look at this video together. I'm going to share a couple things about it afterwards. But check, check, check out this video together right now. Praise God. Let's give God a big hand here in this place together right now. Wasn't that a great video? You know, whenever I see this video, I'm reminded of a couple things. One is that there's no one like your dad. No dad is perfect, but we want to cherish our dads uh, in whatever way we can. And if you, in other words, if you still have your dad here with you, make the most out of every opportunity you can to tell them that you love them. And if your dad is no longer around, then thank God for the difference that your dad made in your life. Another lesson I learned from this video is that we all need encouragement. Amen? Every single one of us says, doesn't matter how strong you think you are or how independent that other person may seem that's why fathers the bible says need to speak encouraging words to their children that's why children need to speak encouraging words to their father and let them know i'm proud of you your words mean more to them than almost anyone and so encourage your children encourage your parents with your words that's one of the things i i, I appreciate about bradley my son is that very often, he comes to second service. He goes, he's this children ministry uh, in, the, in, the, in the first service, and in the second service, he likes to sit in service, and, 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 he, and he will often be the first person to come up to me at the end of the service and go, great sermon, Daddy. And, 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 and it's for me, you know, it makes a difference, uh, the words that he speaks, because when you speak to encourage, it brings life to the person. You can say, amen.
Can we read that one more time? Let's read it with me when, now that I've got a mic that works. One, two, three, it says, For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. One of the lessons from this verse is that, fathers, we were made to be encouragers. We were made to encourage our children. Encouragement is not just a mom's job. Training uh, our child in the ways of the Lord is not a mom's job. It's the dad's job even more. If you believe that, say amen. And that's why just as fathers need to speak encouraging words to their children, how many I know that your heavenly father loves to encourage you with his words? Look at Romans 15, 4 with me right now. It says, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. In other words, this Bible that you have in your hands, this Bible that you have in your hands, the reason it's in your hands is for your encouragement. The reason why God gave you his word is so that, he, so that you could know how proud he is of you. So you could, you could know how much he loves you. So that you could know how precious you are in his eyes. So that you could know that he is working on your behalf. If you believe that, say amen. The Bible is God's love letter. It's his encouragement note to you. And that's why we encourage everyone here at Thrive to get into the word of God. Because it is God's encouragement letter to you. It's what we call our game time. When you do that, when you get God's word into your life, the effect on your life is courage. And that's why we say every Sunday, this is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. It encourages me. I have what it says I have. I can do it. I can do what it says I can do because the word of God encourages us like nothing else. If you believe us, say amen. You know, last month on Mother's Day, we had an amazing celebration for our mothers, honoring them and celebrating their hard work. And Pastor Charlene gave this very powerful, powerful message on overcoming fear. And, you know, during that time, she shared some really great news with all of you, which is that we are expecting our, our second child, which we're very, very excited about. And just a, just a few weeks away from our, 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 expect, our, our expectant date, of, uh, the due date for the baby. And we are excited. I think we're a bit nervous. Uh, I haven't changed a diaper in six years. Uh, and so I don't really, all of, all of what happened that first year is a blur to me. So it, it might take me a while to get used to it again. You might be seeing me more in the nursery and less on the stage over the next little while. But this is the thing, is last month on Mother's Day, Pastor Charlene, she gave this powerful message. And she shared not just, just the fact that we're expecting, but that this pregnancy hasn't been the smoothest one. Is that there have been certain complications that we didn't expect and, uh, you know, how, you know, in, in particular, it was one of those things where, um, and, and she shared about it uh, a couple weeks ago, about how, you know, our, our baby, uh, the, the doctors have been saying, have, ha- has, has a thyroid where it's just a bit bigger. Actually, you know, they say quite a bit bigger than they, they, w- they would like it to be. And they're concerned about, you know, the airway being compromised during the birth and all that. And, and so over the next several weeks, we spent hours and hours in hospitals waiting. We spent hours and hours talking to doctors. We spent hours and hours, you know, just, you know, like waiting and, and, and wondering and, and looking at ultrasounds and all that stuff. And, you know, in, 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 this, in the midst of all that, you know, Pastor Charlene shared about her fears and how she used the word of God, which encourages her to overcome those fears. And, you know, for me, it was one of those things where whenever I'd pray, I would just sense God say, you know, I'm with you. Everything's going to be fine. And I hang on to that prompt. I hang on to his word spoken to my heart. And, and you know, to encourage uh, Pastor Shar and to encourage our baby, last Mother's Day, last month, uh, I, I wrote them a song. And uh, before Mother's Day, the day before, Bradley and I, we shared the song 
with Shar and, of course, the baby inside. I don't know how much the baby hears the song. Uh, I, 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 apparently, they do hear noises now. Um, and I thought as a way to uh, remember that God encourages us with his words. I thought, uh, if it's cool with you, I was, I was going to share this song with you guys today, too. Is that okay? Yeah? All right. With, with Pastor Shar's permission and hopefully with the baby's permission as well, uh, th- this, the background of the song is this. Is, um, it kind of recounts the story of us getting to know our baby so far. Though we've never held him in our arms yet, we've certainly seen him on the ultrasound screen. We've certainly prayed for him for years. And uh, this ultrasound appointment, there's one in particular that really stuck out to me because there are two images that came out of that appointment that they even still shotted for us. And I don't have it for you today to show, but, but there's one where it's just, it's just his face and it's his head kind of just lifted up. And you could see him just kind of like, almost like looking up, looking up in, 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 into the sky. And there's another one where his two little feet are kind of just side by side and they're kind of planted uh, on mommy's tummy. And, uh, and, and those, those two images really got me thinking, man, this, there's a real life baby in this, in, it, it just, 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 just waiting to come out. And um, the message of the song is that no matter what challenges we may face down the road, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. In fact, Philippians 4.13, one of my favorite promises, the most encouraging words in the Bible is Philippians 4.13, which says, we can, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And uh, in a way, I think it's kind of appropriate for you guys to, to hear this song because you thrive church in many ways are like our baby as well. Um, and I, 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 I don't mean that without much exaggeration. You know, long, long before any of you were here, I remember years ago when we first touched down in Vancouver and we're getting ready to plant a church. I remember I was sitting in my car by a local high school and uh, I was just sitting there. I was praying about the future. And in the midst of that time of prayer, I just, I, I saw you. I, I saw Thrive Church. And it was uh, like this massive, massive group of, I thought it looked like 10,000 people worshiping Jesus with passion being alive, expectant, involved, out loud, united. And it was almost like looking at an ultrasound. Because, you know, on an ultrasound, you don't see anything on the outside, but then you know something's growing on the inside. And, and on that day, I felt like something was growing with me and had been growing with, on, on me for years and years, but finally I could see a picture of it. And so since you guys are in many ways thrive a bit like our baby as well, you guys are our baby as well, I hope these words encourage you as well to know that in Christ we can do all things. That no matter what situation you may be facing today, no matter what uncertainty is in your life, no matter what financial crisis or family issue or grief you may be experiencing today, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because you have a heavenly Father who loves to encourage you. Let's give God a big, big hand here in this place together right now. And uh, I'm going to share the song. Is that okay? All right, here we go. All right. So this song is called Do Anything, and uh, it's based on Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and this is kind of like me talking to baby, um, and uh, I guess, uh, you know, one day I'll get to sing it to him uh, or her, uh, whatever it may be, in in person, uh, and uh, we'll just do this right now. Okay, so I, I need the uh, sound crew's help here because I don't think it's, uh, it's turning. Oh, there we go. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. 
ago we prayed for you And when you came along There was joy that filled our home And then I saw you face to face So beautiful and strong More than all I could imagine Uplifted head, feet on the ground It is by faith you are a champion With all your heart, reach for the stars For you were born to conquer giants So baby be strong and courageous Don't be afraid or be anxious You are a miracle Believe us, you can do anything Through Jesus, baby you're loved And you're treasured with all of our hearts Beyond measure and we're so proud of you It's true, you can do anything Through Christ who strengthens you And every day we pray for you That you're happy and you're brave With a heart for God and others May you be healthy through and through With fullness in your faith From the start you've been a fighter Uplifted head, feet on the ground It is by faith you are a champion With all your heart, reach for the stars For you were born to conquer giants So baby be strong and courageous Don't be afraid or be anxious, you are our miracle Believe us, you can do anything Through Jesus, baby, you're loved And you're treasured with all of our hearts Beyond measure, and we're so proud of you It's true, you can do anything Through Christ who strengthens you So baby, be strong and courageous Don't be afraid or be anxious You are our miracle us, you can do anything through Jesus, baby. You're loved and you're treasured with all of our hearts beyond measure, and we're so proud of you. It's true, you can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. You can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. You can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. Got a big hand here in this. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up right now, and I'm going to invite all of you to stand to your feet because today, just like the song says, you can do anything through Christ who strengthens you. And um, the thing about this promise is this is that just as we've been loving and encouraging this baby, even before a baby is born, I want to tell you today, before you were born, you have a heavenly father who is already loving you, who already had his eye on you, who had plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future, who wants to encourage you with his presence, who wants to encourage you with his words, and it's because he made you to know him. You were made to know your heavenly father. You were made to know your Abba father, your daddy in heaven. Maybe today you're facing a difficult situation. Maybe it's with respect to your own future or someone that you love. 
Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's finances that are struggling right now. I want you to know you have a heavenly father who will never leave you or forsake you, who knows the plans he has for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And so with every head bowed, never eyed closed, I want to ask you to respond to God in this place. If you realize that God has been speaking to you in this message this morning, and if you want to get to know your heavenly father better, then I encourage you to pray this prayer because getting to know your heavenly father, it all begins with a relationship with Jesus. Jesus says, no one comes to the father except through me. And if you're here today and God has been speaking to you and you're willing to open up your heart to him, then I'm gonna invite you to pray this prayer with me today. And if you know you need Jesus in this place and you know you need to know your heavenly father better here, I'm just gonna invite you on the count of three just to raise your hand to heaven as a way just to say, heavenly father, I wanna know you more. Heavenly father, would you come and make your love even more known in my life? On the count of one, two, three, why don't you raise your hands in this place today? Raise your hands high to heaven today. Let the height of your hands reflect how much you want to know your Heavenly Father more. Let the height of your hands reflect how thankful you are that you're here in this place this morning. Let the height of your hands reflect how much you need Jesus in your life today. And we're just going to pray this prayer together. Don't worry about what your neighbor is saying, but you can just pray this right now. You can say, Heavenly Father, thank you for showing me today that you are for me and not against me that you will never leave me or forsake me that you are my heavenly father who loves me who lives to encourage me and so today I thank you thank you for sending Jesus your son to be born in this world to live the perfect life to die a sinner's death to rise again from the grave because of Jesus I have hope today I have confidence tomorrow and I welcome Jesus Christ into my life into my heart come and forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit thank you Jesus in Jesus name I pray amen and if you pray that prayer from your heart, we just lift a hand to God right now and just give God a big shout as well in this place and just give God a big hand in this place together right now. Let's give God some praise. Give your heavenly.